A judge has struck down the Trump administration's plan to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. As a compromise, the census will include the Trump administration's question, are you a hottie? <laughs> Criticism about Chinese law by Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is causing tension between the two countries. Things are so tense that each country wrote the other a very sternly worded thank you note. President Trump called off a, the banquet of fast food. He, I'm sorry, that's a that's a misread there. President Trump called the banquet of fast food he provided for the Clemson football team quote Great American food. You know it's great American food if it causes great American diabetes. <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham says he's hell bent on replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg with a conservative, just like he's hell bent on replacing any condiment that's spicier than mayonnaise. <laughs> Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy will be taking the stage at Super Bowl 53. Which one wears the cowboy hat, asked confused uncles. <laughs> D.C. area restaurants. And Chelsea. <laughs> D.C. area restaurants are offering free meals to government employees and families affected by the shutdown. In solidarity, Ivanka asked her waiter to bring the less expensive bottle of Cristal. Uh, and finally, my favorite joke of the day, Taylor Hansen of the 90s band Hansen announced the birth of his sixth child. His kids don't call him dad. They call him mm, pop. Oh, the Trump Report starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. So from Hanson right into Public Enemy, the way that uh, the world should work. That was the 90s play. Every, everybody was welcome in the musical tent. Welcome to the Trump Report on a uh, slightly delayed time on a uh, very damp afternoon here in Los Angeles. I'm Christian Blatt, joined as always by Chelsea Galicia. Hello. And on the other side of the desk... Tamara Brown. Howdy. And making his triumphant return <laughs> to this panel... Uh, Scott, yes. is that? Yeah, that Scott. Is it yeah. says Scott Moore yes. here. Yeah. Yep. Nice to meet you. Good to uh, meet no. you guys too. Uh, thank yeah. you uh, uh, for uh, being back, and thank you to everyone who's watching. Uh, there's a a lot to talk about, but uh, what a great place to start with the ongoing uh, government shutdown. I believe we're in day 25 or 35, 105. Mm. You know, it won't matter because it'll probably go on that long. You know, when we talked about this last week. We uh, sort of, well, I put out the idea that I don't know how much everyday Americans are impacted by it just yet, uh, except, of course, for those who are going to the airport. Uh, mm -hmm. Scott, because you haven't been here in a while, I'm going to be very sexist and start with you. Uh, your thoughts <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the shutdown, uh, where we are, and uh, how, how long you think it'll be before it might be over? Uh, well, um, I think you're right at the fact that I know a lot of people that are traveling now that are starting to feel the effects of, of um, TSA now because a lot of people are calling in sick. Uh, it's now double the normal days. And uh, you saw in Atlanta, one of the busiest airports in the country, six lanes had to be shut down um, yesterday. So we're starting to see the effect for air travel. Um, but then as you start moving down the line, you know, your food inspections are not going to be as thorough anymore because you have a lot of people not working. Um, even weather, you have a lot of people from National Weather Service that are also not working right now during the furlough. So uh, when you're thinking about winter storms and everything, yes, you have critical people that are still on, but you have a lot of the support staff and people that handle the day-to-day -day stuff in these places that are not working. So 
Um, you know, it, it's it's very ironic when uh, Trump is saying that we need to have the the wall, um, but then you're not paying the very people that are protecting you, like the Secret Service, like you know the the TSA agents that are be looking for things in ports because airports are ports, and those are the main gateway for most people coming into this country. Anyways, are through airports. And um, today so is the ironic. first day that the Coast Guard has is not. And the Coast Guard, check, yeah. yeah, all the ones that you're you're talking about that really do defend and protect our country on an everyday basis are now being affected. And you talk about you know drugs, and a lot of the drugs come in from Canada as well. So it's it's quite ironic. Um, and we don't it, need people protecting was, us. We need a barrier. I know exactly. It's just, of course, we need just a taller wall. But it's just ironic to think that he could have framed this in a much different way to start with and just said, hey, look, we've had the lowest uh, uh, illegal immigrant crossings in 50 years that he could have laid credit to. Um, he could have said, hey, we're going to be um, like he kept saying, it doesn't have to be a wall. You can call it whatever you want. He could have said the same thing like, hey, we're doing more technology. That's going to be even better. And we're going to do barriers. You can call it the wall, you can call it whatever. He could have done that to start with, and his 20% of people that are going to follow him no matter what would have been fine with it. But instead, he decided to go this tack, and I don't think he realized because he's never had people say no to him before of how difficult this this was going to be once the Democrats took over in the House and that he thought that people were just going to bend his will because he's used to that and seeing that they're not um, is to his own detriment now because as we still see the polls show that Republicans are being blamed, especially him, for this shutdown. And the longer it goes, the worse it is for him and for Republicans. Yes, the latest polling says uh, 53% of Americans blame Trump for the shutdown, 29% blame the Democrats, 13% blame both equally, and 4% have no opinion. I mean, I was encouraged by that 4% with no opinion because I actually thought that was going to be like 45%. Yeah, right. So I was like, it's only four, yeah. you know, because you ask them, you ask enough people anything. Most people are going to be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really follow that. Uh, so Tamara, uh, where, where do you think uh, this goes? Basically, uh, Trump's like, well, I'm not backing down. And there's very little benefit for Pelosi and Schumer to really give in because, uh, well, the, the polling is on their side, but also it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're new. We're, we're, well, not Schumer, but it's like, look, I, I just got my gavel back. I can't, I can't be given up right away. I guess it's a staring contest until mm-hmm. Trump can figure out how to phrase, uh, like, rather than say barrier instead of wall, what, what his phrasing is going to be when he decides to compromise. Because, of course, he's not going to just agree to reopen government without a wall, but he will say like if we I don't know I don't know there's going to be some some sort of way that he uh can spin to his base that that he won even though uh we're not we're not like agreeing to fund the wall so yeah whenever those that exact verbiage is set in place then the shutdown will take place when I don't know we should all take a bet here on the Trump report mm-hmm. that's all well, Let's all toss our coins yeah. in the middle. Maybe he could take the suggestion from uh, Iowa Representative Steve King, who thinks that at the southern border we should just have a giant white sheet. You know, I think that, that would keep people out. Look, there's a lot of just ways a, that you can uh, just a barrier of burning crosses. Right. He's fine Look, with that. Well, I don't know. Uh, so, and uh, uh, Chelsea, I mean, that would oh, keep my. people out. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would definitely keep people out. Uh, and Chelsea, a uh, senior Trump official, ha- did pen an anonymous essay saying, quote, 
Wasteful government agencies are better off without these furloughed workers who are lazy and unaccountable and should never be brought back. I'm sure you agree with that, right? That's what oh, you, you know me happen? so yeah, well. I figured. Two plus <laughs> years where I've been mm-hmm. at this, mm-hmm. and you've got me right on the nose. Okay. I mean, I actually, you know, thinking the opposite, I think that the longer things go, the more we will all feel it, mm-hmm. even though we're not maybe one of the 800,000 people who are government workers, but slowly we will feel it all. Like, I'm waiting for some IPOs. Well, those are not going to happen because the SEC is not working at full mm-hmm. capacity. Wait a minute. Does that mean I could get away with insider trading right now? Um, I don't have any money, but <laughs> hypothetically. It'll be, it'll be delayed. Okay. So eventually. Hey. But right. <laughs> right. I heard somebody on radio say, can I curse today because there's no FCC to ah, find me? That's a great fucking point. You can, but then, we're, we're, then think about tomorrow when they eventually do come back. And then, um, I, not tomorrow. I, I doubt, tomorrow quotes. even though the administration has said that the IRS will be able to you know, still process refunds, I doubt that that is accurate or fully accurate. So I think as more time goes on, more of us are going to mm-hmm. feel it in some way and we'll have the opposite reaction. We will realize how crucial these roles are for the functioning of our society and I, I think I agree with Scott. It'll just deteriorate the support for Republicans and Trump. I, I don't know at which point McConnell feels any mm-hmm. responsibility for this at all, um, and and he does something. I don't know. Is this the first time that Congress will work together and leave the president out of it and reopen um, the government? Maybe Republicans will say, yes, sure, we want the wall, but we have to reopen government first, which I guess would be a concession to de- Democrats, which is why Democrats today didn't show up to the White House to, to talk to Republicans, because it's like, no, first you open, then we talk, whereas Republicans are saying, First we talk, make a deal, and then we reopen. So uh, I don't think this is looking good for Republicans, and I'm trying to, I, you know, last week I spent more time than I was comfortable on Fox News trying to listen for the other side. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do that in the last couple of days for, like, more than a second. So no, I'm not really sure besides this really is a crisis and we must deal with it now. Uh, this is not manufactured. Ask the people of the family members who have been killed that this is, you know, not a manufactured crisis. Trump needs to stick to his, um, I was going to say guns, but it should maybe be more. He needs to stick to his walls on this. Um, and we'll just keep going. I was like, the walls are closing in on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Republicans. If, if only there were uh, a wall to yeah. actually uh, close in. Uh, so the so you mentioned that the Democrats didn't show up. Uh, I actually thought that they didn't show up because they didn't want cold leftover. Wendy's. That's what I was going to say. They don't yeah. want leftover hamburgers and so, soggy fries. So see, we were on the we yeah. were on the, the mm-hmm. same wavelength there. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, I think that sort of the you know the devil's advocate part of this is that there are people who legitimately try to make the point. It's like okay, but everyone was for some kind of barrier wall in the past. And now they're not for it because it's Trump who wants it. But my oh. understanding, wait, my understanding yeah, yeah, yeah. is, and I'll pitch the question, right. is that what they were for is what's already been mm-hmm. built. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Scott, you seem to think that that's what people were in, f- in favor of the the bits of wall that are currently there. No, and the the wall, the technology, or the barriers, to say because it's not a wall, but the barriers, the fencing, the technology, the hiring more. Uh, uh, what are the? I'm totally blanking on their names now. Border the Patrol. Border Patrol, thank you. <laughs> but we were also for but, the price tag that that came with right. back then, which was, but, as I understand it, less than a, a billion. Back- uh, yes, back then. And and part of the problem is 
they're trying to frame it as Democrats want open borders, which, of course, is a complete and utter lie. And we don't just have open borders on in, in the South already. The point is that he's asking for a wall, which we all know is done out of an ego. And we've talked about this going back to 2016. The wall's never going to happen in the form that he says it is. And, and he's backtracked and lied consistently uh, going back to saying yeah, now, Mexico's well, going to pay for saying, it. Now he's saying he never meant that it was right. going to be an entire the, length of yes. right. Which, And that he never way, meant course, that Mexico was actually going to pay for it. Of course he meant that it, you know, he said it'll be a beautiful concrete wall. And of course he said that Mexico was going to pay for it instead of, hey, Mexico's already paid mm-hmm. for it because of this deal they signed. So, so yeah, I think that they're trying to twist because they're desperate now saying that all of a sudden people were, were – it's sort of the thing with John Kerry when they used to be like, he was for it before he was against it and things like that um, when you do it in a campaign. But the problem is you could also play on a loop Donald Trump saying Mexico's paying for it, that he's happy to own the shutdown, um, that he's going to take responsibility for that. Instead of now they're trying to spin it back on the Democrats and they just can't really make that work because Democrats have not been uh, for a wall the way that Donald Trump is talking about. And the point is they already had money set aside for it and he was and republicans had signed and that's part of the problem republicans had owned both houses before christmas and could have signed off on it but then donald trump changed his mind at the last minute and that put mitch mcconnell in an untenable place too because i can't stand the man i think he's evil and horrible but if he backs down but so and does it oh, i know right geez. i know that's thank you for luck. saying what we were all and thinking, those jowls are so incredibly um un- i can barely they're irresistible <laughs> but the problem is he is in a bad place because if he backs down and they sign something that trump's going to veto then it makes those republicans look bad and he knows he's up for re-election next year he knows a lot of fellow republicans are up for re-election next year and that's coming sooner than they think and they know that if they do that that 20% that's so passionate about Donald Trump is going to go out and vote for a primary opponent against even him. And even if that position, you know, uh, uh, senator stays Republican in Kentucky, as it obviously would, that he could be voted out. So I think he's just in a bad place, and it all started because of Donald Trump. And we can see what a just a terrible negotiator is because we're now in the longest government shutdown ever. My question is that would the, the wall that does exist that was put into place however long ago, what, why is that barrier – useful and democrats agreed that you know everybody was in agreement that that was like what is the structure do we and does anybody know it's different at different places different different places right right and and also the price tag was different Mm -hmm. and look i mean of course there's certain politics in there you know well i'm just trying to defend when a republican says uh democrats were for barriers when it wasn't coming from trump when it would cost less than a billion dollars well but then the price like i mean it, it, it's it not makes a big solely difference. the price tag that that's we're... a huge no I, I I don't know that you can say that uh Democrats are usually afraid to spend money you know i I understand what your point is Tamara you know uh that i I think that so so let's say Trump brings the price tag down then we're gonna say like all right we'll sign off well, on my it. understanding yeah. is they the were point. willing to give him one billion dollars yeah. like just right out of the right, gate like here's it. a billion you sort it out from there. Mexico can pay for it. <laughs> Look, if you if you take Justin Trudeau's lunch money, he's going to give you a billion dollars. I guarantee it's not going to be that hard to get money out of him. I know right. it's not on his border, <laughs> but you can get him to you can easily bully that guy into giving you some money. That's really what you just have to do. You know, you just have to go and who else who else can you get to give you some money? So and uh, you know, Storage Yard resident asked this lesson. What happened to the to the Kickstarter that people started to build the they war? They got their money back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they could start it back up again. That's that's the point I'm trying to make there. Uh, so I, I don't I think that the, the fundamental thing that we're all in agreement in is that no one feels like they can blink in this situation. And I don't think it'll be Pelosi. I don't think it'll be Trump. 
I do think you'll get somebody that gets a little jumpy in the Senate that just really feels like they need to pressure McConnell. Of course. And, you know, I, 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 I don't. I don't know what it'll take to actually convince him. You know, I mean, if they if somehow you find out that uh, filterless cigarettes are mandated by the federal government and then, you know, he would have to smoke filtered, then that would probably <laughs> get him to you know sign something. But I don't know what it would take. But he seems like he seems like the obvious candidate for someone oh, he, who's going to cave. He, he ha- well, he kind of has to because he's the one he's the one that's holding it up, because if he said we're going to put something together and send it to the president. Then the Senate would vote on it because obviously the House has already voted on it. You already had eight Republicans that voted with the Democrats in the House. I think what it's going to take is it's going to take some more of those conservative Senate Republicans because you already have the, you know, Susan Collins and you have the Cory Gardners who are up for reelection in a very blue state next year. And you have Lisa Murkowski who has a lot of federal workers that work in Alaska who's always kind of on the buck. But if you get start getting some more really conservative uh, Senate Republicans and you start having five, six seven Senate Republicans saying we've got to reopen the government, that's where Mitch McConnell's going to have to start blinking, especially if it's people uh, from the South or, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Martha McSally says as the junior Republican senator now of Arizona. Uh, border state, if you start having people like that, then I think it's going to be the point where they're going to have to fold because you're going to get to a point where enough people are going to be without jobs that's going to outweigh this fake uh, emergency that Trump keeps saying, which we have the facts that back up that's not even the case. So. I mean, I have one other possibility is that in the background, Trump has, is is creating some kind of report from, I don't know if it was Border Patrol or whoever he mm-hmm. cited as saying they were the ones that wanted right. the wall. So he's going to come out with a report saying they have changed their mind. Border mm-hmm. Patrol has changed their mind. They don't want a wall. They want, like, fairy dust or whatever right. it is. And so he's going to say that it was them who changed their mind. So, therefore, he no longer supports or needs a wall because I don't know what the correct agency is. I'm just saying it's mm-hmm. Border Patrol because they no longer see that it's necessary. So I think that that might be how he can back off of this position and save face by blaming somebody else that they no longer want. And maybe he still will, like you were saying earlier, take credit for the lowest immigration. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll occur to him that he can start going at that angle. And, you know, for Mitch McConnell, you do sort of get the benefit. You're talking about he's going to run for re-election. It's like, hey, who stopped that government shutdown? Mm -hmm. Boy, Mitch, come on. You know, look at me right here. Mm -hmm. I'm your guy. Obviously, you should uh, look out for me. How short are our memories? (laughs) Pretty short. Yeah. 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 It's true because they'll forget all about it if it ends soon by the time next year rolls around anyway. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't even remember what we're talking about now. So that'll (laughs) that'll, uh, make that point. Uh, One of the things that uh, it it might not be the most newsworthy thing to discuss, but uh, I felt like it would be of interest to Chelsea. We did uh, make a joke about it at the top of the show. That uh, in, Hansen in a- again. Yes, obviously. In uh, in absence of the furloughed White House kitchen staff, President Trump opened his wallet so that <laughs> the championship Clemson Tigers could have quote many many French fries. <laughs> and uh, it's easy for it's easy to uh, cast aspersions on it. I'm going to assume a lot of college kids who play football are like. Great, I was going to probably have four cheeseburgers mm-hmm. today anyway. Now I'm going to have six. This is great. For free? Well, just because, you know, I mean, if, if you've ever known anybody mm-hmm. who plays sports at that level, they they eat a lot. And a college student that yeah. can, doesn't have a lot of money. I'm yeah. like, great, now yeah. I have free cheeseburgers like, on yeah, top of it. I'm just take this whole tray of yeah. Wendy's. But, uh, hey, hey, Trump, you got a microwave back there? Well, yeah, I, I, that's a great question. So, uh, Chelsea, what do you think about serving children? 
fast food in, in the White House. On very nice silver platters, I mean yes. that. Oh Apparently, God. the silver platter people are essential government employees. One of my favorite guys. joke tweets about it was like, McDonald's served on a silver platter. Could there be a better representation of Trump in general? Right, that was going to say, of this presidency. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that reflects the presidency yes. so well. And uh, Juliet in the, the booth is giving us uh, some photos of, uh, mm-hmm. you see uh, some of the Clemson Tigers going around. They're they're getting pictures. The one that I saw, I think, was a kid. He had like four of them stacked high. He was, he was very excited. It's just, <laughs> it's just gross. Gross, gross, gross. There's going to be a uh, documentary coming out soon. I actually think it's coming out this weekend called Game Changers. And it's about professional athletes that have gone vegan. And it shows what it's done to their bodies and their lives. And so it'll be an interesting juxtaposition if that takes off. Improved I know that decline. Christian... Yeah, I'm be, wondering. What's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> well, well, I... I, I I believe that veganism, or at least vegetarianism, or moving in that direction, is going to become. Um, uh, I mean, I know it's a big trend in LA, but you know, it's, it's what starts in LA tends to mm-hmm. move throughout the rest of the country. I know Christians really no, excited I was just about thinking that about something. Yeah, uh, and and so it will be. It, hopefully, soon it'll be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that the, you know, White House served, you know. Well, here's the thing. If, if Trump's going to buy food, it's going to be food he's going to want to eat. <laughs> that's so exactly what we were that, talking that, about. Yes. That's the most obvious yes. thing. About him. Yes. yes. So, I mean, if he's paying for it, which, right. look, he didn't have to pay for the food, you know? <laughs> He, he, you know, I mean, he could have, he definitely, look, let's go back to Justin Trudeau. Oh. You could have told him you need to pay for this lunch for the Clemson Tigers. He would have. I guarantee he would have. You get him, you get that guy to do anything. But, uh, so. It would have been coffee from Tim Hortons. And it was though. cold fast food. Because there's no the, way that the, they could have kept it all warm. Right. It's so it's extra cool. gross. Yes. I mean, anyone who's ever fries. had fast food deliver knows that it stays warm for a really long time. It never shows up cold. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, Chelsea. Uh, but, you know, look. Uh, definitely off topic, but to your point about veganism, what I'll say is this was a few years ago. I saw Paul McCartney perform and he was 73. He played almost three hours and he's been vegan for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. So you're like, huh, well, maybe there's something to be said for that. Uh, not for me, but you know, for other people. So athletes, if you care about the shape you're in, maybe you should watch Chelsea's documentary. When you see Bill I Clinton, I wish I could have credit for creating a documentary. No, no, no. Well, I mean, recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Like speaking of, of of someone who was like Donald Trump, which we always talk Wait, about. Someone Clinton, is like Donald Trump oh, in the yeah, sense no, that Bill Clinton point. was yep. very similar as far as the womanizing, but also with the fast food love. <laughs> When you go back to 92, remember, it was always about McDonald's and everything else. And now you see him having switched yeah. over to a vegan diet and also in his early 70s there. and is in better shape than he was 25 years what, ago. So there is something to be said about What you know, a quaint that. time Not that is me, when we can think of Bill Clinton just as the guy who ate a lot of fast food. Right. Like when that was the joke about him, like there's, yeah. a, there's a Saturday Night Live sketch yes. in 93. With Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman and, he's, and running. He's, he's greeting people at McDonald's. As he's but he running. only went in there so he could steal food yeah. off of their trays and uh, just go around and eat it. So uh, yeah, you know mm-hmm. what? They have a lot in common. You're absolutely right. And uh, so that's something to think about. So Chelsea, what should... They have served. Uh, what should someone have opened their their uh, credit card and charged for these children to eat? Well, I, if they wanted to stick with kind of fast food, they could have done Veggie Grill and gave them all Beyond Meat sausages in the, like the. Um, go to Veggie Grill and try it. I'm <laughs> sure even Felix will love it. I mean, if you saw if you saw the things my three year old son eats, uh, you know, probably. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. It, sure, he has a more refined palate than our president. Uh, yeah, I think so. He doesn't like KFC, so that's that's a good start right there. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you know what? I feel like actually there are a lot of 
overlap Impossible in their... Burgers? You go, the, have you been to the counter? I've There's been to lo- the counter, yes. Okay, ask for the Impossible Burger at, uh, at the... You uh, know, what's impossible is me asking for that. No. Am I right? Am I... <laughs> no? Okay. no, at the Consumer Electronics um, show in Vegas, uh, the 2.0 Impossible Burger, like, won uh, the convention. Hmm. I've had the impossible. I, I wasn't quite. Oh, it's good. I, I, it oh. was good, but right. for someone who eats meat, I could tell the difference okay, still. But even though it was now, good. There's a 2.0 version okay, out coming it. out now, so stay okay. tuned. All right, well, that's what he should have served. Well, that's I, what he should have. I would have gone beyond that, and and which would have given more PR, and said, "I'm going to order from local small business mom and pop restaurants in DC that are hurting because the government shut down and people aren't going there." And oh, give an Scott opportunity, and give opportunities of different types of food, not just or, stuck to fast food. But say, here's some fruit, and here's this bakery, and here's okay, this or, local, or even that, even sandwich if, shop. Even if he'd been like, oh, I feel like they want hamburgers, and you still could have your right, idea the local, still works, right? And you, you just know. have a different bunch of different yeah. food, though. You could have had hamburgers, but you could have also had salad and fruit and desserts and bakeries and. Just different types of food of, of just a general mix of food from the local small businesses that are I being hurt because of the government DC shutdown. I had great local little. F- I mean, as, when I was there, I did not find many. But well, of course, not my, not right near not the right, White House, right? right but but in there's, the area, there's plenty of there's Lots great of, neighborhoods. I believe there's a little it. restaurant called the Red Hen. I feel like <laughs> Chuck and Nancy should have inserted themselves into the situation and only ordered yes. from the local restaurants yeah. that. Kicked Republicans but, out of their, but that would have been a great like one up for him again to be like, mm-hmm. here you go, I'm paying with my own money so to benefit these small businesses that are being hurt by our government being shut down next to the Democrats, and you could have done a whole thing, and I'm helping and out. He would have said, if I had, you know, I saved these burgers yeah. from being manufactured in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, that's a great point. Uh, well, They're let all us, USA made. Yeah. Let us know what you think, whether you're uh, watching live in the chat. Uh, and uh, our Scott Brown wants to know, why couldn't they just have a regular meal? Why try to be so gimmicky? By gimmicky, That's I mean... a regular meal I mean, to Trump. I mean, I yes. douche. Yeah. It is a regular And by the way, the demon out points out, I can't believe Trump forgot to get Chick-fil-A. You know what? I bet that he doesn't like that because it's no. chicken and it's not it's not beef. Although he loves he loves KFC. That's what it is. He's loyal to KFC. Mm. He would never do that to the colonel. I think he prefers the more processed. Isn't Chick-fil-A like a little bit... It's like it's like In and Out Burger, where it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, better cuts of meat. But uh, he no Trump is definitely in the corner with the Colonel, who no doubt was a great American. Yeah, but but I would say the only reason why it was sort of gimmicky or not is because truthfully, a lot of the kitchen staff has been furloughed. You do Mm -hmm. still have certain people that are going to take care of the family uh, and the and the you know personal quarters there, but you don't have the big staff that's able to put on banquets right now because a lot of those people are considered you know non essential. Non essential. So. You don't have the type of staff to be able to come now. Sure, could you have hired and outsourced it? Probably not. You right. know, a, yeah. a local catering company mm-hmm. is what you're talking about, but uh, that's yeah. just because you're being a politician over there. <laughs> uh, we only have a little bit of time left uh, because we did get off to a late start. Sorry. Uh, President Trump's attorney general nominee, yes. Bill Barr, William Barr, says that uh, Robert M- Mueller. Mueller, why am I having trouble all of a sudden? <laughs> Mueller should uh, be allowed to continue his investigation. Uh, I'm going to start I think with he you. He says Bob. Uh, well, yeah, because he's tied with him. You're right. Yeah. So I should call Bill Barr Bill, Bill, and he's referring to Bob Bob Mueller. Bill and Bob. Uh, they should uh, mm-hmm. definitely be allowed to continue his investigation. Uh, Scott, one, does that surprise you? And this is a great opportunity after not seeing you for six weeks to let us know where the impeachment clock is. So two, <laughs> two point question for you. 
Well, I would say it doesn't surprise me because I always kind of find the, you know, the grilling in the Senate just kind of a lot of theatrics because, of course, people are always going to say the right thing. Like when you're going to a job interview, they're not going to say, oh, I'm going to I plan to shut it down. And I planned day one to get rid of Mueller, even though we're good friends, because this is such a witch hunt and blah, blah, blah. Um, So, of course, people are always going to be in their best behavior. They're always going to try to answer to the best they can. So they look good, especially when they're on national TV. Um, that said, of course, he's, he's not going to want to come in off the bat and say he's going to get rid of them and or get rid of Mueller and his team. Um, but he also phrased it in such a way where he didn't quite say he never would. It was more of a, oh, you know, it shouldn't happen, but it didn't say for him. It's saying, more like, I don't have plans to do yes, that. But it was exactly, it was a little more vague than directly saying, oh no, I would never shut it down. Um, so it was vague, but came across as like, oh sure. You know, of course I wouldn't, uh, I and I still firmly believe, going back to 2016, that uh, I'll be amazed to see if Trump does finish this year. I've said that from the beginning. I thought 2019 was going to be the year that he. And I said beyond impeachment, I should, like he said with the wall, I should say resignation is always on the table as well. So I, I didn't refer to just impeachment. I'm also meant if he was going to resign because I still do believe if um, it comes down to where he can save himself and his family, he would rather be out than have to face the fact that as soon as he gets out of office, that he would be potentially going to prison or or his kids or anything else. So I, I, I've i always firmly believed that I think it would be a hard press for him to finish, um, let alone run again, because He's I see no... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see no chance that he can win a re-election at this point. Um, it, it would be very, very unlikely, but, you know... Oh, I know Christian has a strong reaction to that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I do, but I wanted to uh, give uh, both Tamara and Chelsea a chance to sort of weigh in on those thoughts about Bill Barr and Bob Mueller. It sounds uh, like Barbara Bush, like Barr. 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 <laughs> well, it also sounds like there's a comedian named Bill Burr, Bill, so I'm yeah. trying to not say that. Yeah. Uh, w- do you think that uh, the Mueller investigation, Tamara, will uh, get to uh, be completed? And uh, will it? Will they ever be done? They just keep finding more and more stuff. That, yeah, uh, yeah. It's feeling yeah. real. Um, it's feel. I, I feel like it's getting wrapping up. Is, is what it sounds feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wolf Blitzer. I think it feels like it's <laughs> it's coming to a. But a, what does a Anderson curtail. Cooper think? And uh, you know, he comes on a lot later than when I'm oh, when okay. I'm tuning in. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I kind of like this Bill Barr right now. I, he was saying all the right things that I'm like. I think. Yeah, that makes. Uh, he seems like a straight shooter. I like the the cut of his jib, and uh, <laughs> but I I suspect that like you know okay maybe he will do a one eighty and actually play for Team Trump. But he also I feel like he's just got, like I feel like uh, Trump's already just ooh it's agitating him every time mm-hmm. every time Barr says you know let's you know this investigation is important and this information needs to come out and things like that and you know Trump's just itching to start tweeting and he's like <laughs> some you know I can't yet and so I feel like he's a nominee right now uh, should he become the actual attorney general I feel like it will be very short-lived. He's going to get frustrated. Any Anybody who actually has any sort of competence resigns, you know, almost immediately. And Well, I can think of, uh, I would say, General Kelly, and then it's hard to think of a lot of people that uh, would fit that bill. But uh, and so- I'm just saying, one, if he's once he's in there, if he's in there, it's probably not going to be. Well, he's been in there before, so I think that's the one thing that's going for him, being, you know, able to have it again because he was there in the 90s. But... Yeah. yeah, but then he'll also know immediately, like, oh no, this is not this is not a good situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea, what do you think about uh, about Billy Barr? 
I um, am in the same train as Tamara as far as being impressed by how he answered questions today, appeared to be a straight shooter, appeared to say things like, this investigation is not a witch hunt and Mm -hmm. should go forward. So he was willing to say things that sound very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I wonder if Trump, instead of being agitated, is thinking, oh, this guy is playing it really well. Mm -hmm. He's saying everything that they want to hear Mm -hmm. so that they'll uh, vote for him. But then when he's my Mm -hmm. guy, he will do as I say. But I think that might be another delusion on Trump's part to believe that this guy will be loyal to him. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know actually enough about Barr himself to feel um, like I can say that what he's doing or what he did today was theatrical and putting on a show and just saying all the right things um, compared to what his history might suggest that he stands for. So it, It's hard. I feel like I'm jaded because hard. I feel like they're always going to come in their best for an interview and they want to appease because they need Democrat support, too, and that they're going to come in and say all the right things. But I, I think from his past, by making his comments about the investigation when he was you know, private citizen Bill Barr... Uh, lends me to believe that perhaps he would feel an obligation because Trump picked him. Not saying he would or not, but his answers were still enough to where it's like, okay, you're not forthright saying I will never do this or that. It was more of the vague kind of direction. But But then he used buzzwords like transparency. I am for transparency and so this, that, and the other. So it's I have no idea, actually. It's a toss-up for me. It's hard. But like you said, I think, and like you said, Tamara, I think he's far enough along now to to where Mueller is that his stuff is getting close enough to being done. But again, we have no idea. We've heard this in the past, too. Oh, it's wrapping up soon. We know the grand jury was extended another six months the other week. So if you're extending them for another six months, are you really that close to being done? Um, and how much is really there? So none of us really know. We always like to speculate because uh, wasn't Giuliani last year saying, "Oh, it'll be done in September. It'll be done in three weeks." Nobody. Really well, knows. that's how you knew it wasn't going to be done. <laughs> so, of course, so if they're as, saying that, you know, it's not going to be. There. But we uh, really don't know. But we think it's getting closer because Rod Rosenstein said that he would probably step down once Barr gets um, confirmed, which would lend itself to also think he must know that it's getting close because he wouldn't leave. While it's still ongoing. Do you think that when Trump allowed the government to be shut down, do you think he assumed that included the Mueller investigation and that was actually why he did it? Because if that had done it, that would have been, well, that's genius. Just never reopen the government. Well, the horrible thing was I I did kind of think that this, it was a good distraction from the Democrats being able to start investigations against him because he figured, oh, if I can keep distracting them and keep this in the news, then it's taking longer for them to start focusing on me and with their other investigations Mm. and their subpoena power. So the jaded me thought... He did kind of do this as a way to be able to stop Democrats from pursuing him in these these investigations, which it really doesn't. But at the same time, it takes the focus off. So I did actually have that thought, too. And for, some for you know, all along, it seems that he's wanted to cause the disruption right. or the deterioration of these agencies mm-hmm. from within. And so this is another way to lose mm-hmm. morale, lose people um, and destroy the agencies from from within. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think he thinks that this is all bad. In fact, yeah. I think it's in probably helping him accomplish some of his um, little lesser known objectives. Right. Uh, in our final two minutes here, uh, to the point that uh, Chelsea made earlier, yes, when uh, Scott said that he doesn't foresee uh, Donald Trump being able to be reelected, uh, the only way to possibly be convinced about how possible that is is to look at the announced and likely field <laughs> of Democrats. I'll uh, tick off the names, and I want each of you to pick one that you sincerely, inside your heart, feel has a really good chance of becoming president. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Julian Castro, Kamala Harris, 
Tulsi Gabbard, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and Beto O'Rourke. I'll start with you, Scott. Uh, I would have to say Kamala Harris, and uh, as much as I don't want to say Biden because I feel like he's the old guard, um, those two, and then followed by O'Rourke, and then you can get on the list from there. Okay. Uh, but so, at, and your number one was? I would say Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Yes. Okay. I just want to make yes. sure that we have the, the mm-hmm. number one there. And yep. what do you think, Tamara? Definitely Joe Biden. We're not ready for a non white male to be president. This country does not want that yet. Well, I mean, or, you know, again, yeah, we don't, we don't want the, the non-white male. We definitely, we're definitely not ready for the, the year of the, the women, I think, mm-hmm. is uh, clearly something that we're seeing. But out of all those names, who do you think, Chelsea? Well, since they like white men, I guess <laughs> let's give them Bernie Sanders. That's uh, true. But I, 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 Rather than focusing on like, okay, this is the field of presidential candidates, I'm actually looking at this is the field of the conversations that we're going to be Mm -hmm, having. mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. Because even though somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, very controversial, even among progressive, like, no, she's not. She's got terrible... Uh, opinions on this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. Okay. So, well, Tucker she... Carlson defended her, so obviously she right. must not be all bad. <laughs> all right. Case so, in point. <laughs> but even somebody like that who may mm-hmm. have next to no chance in hello mm-hmm. to become president, the conversations that we're going to have about some of the topics, you know, healthcare or corruption, right. money and mm-hmm. politics, that a number of these people care about Elizabeth Warren, obviously, even Kamala Harris, I believe, mm-hmm. is going to make for a great um, season, uh, election season. And because at this point, I'm less focused on who's the one sure. that I think is going to win, and I'm focused on what are the kinds of conversations, what are the the, the changes in policy, how far are we going to move in one direction or the other. Um, I know when we have a longer show, we'll probably get more into what do we think platforms are. And, and I have actually a new idea for what I believe the Democratic platform should be. But I am excited thus far by the field because there are several progressives. And so I believe that it will help pull the conversation to the left or what I call the old middle. Mm-hmm. I agree uh, with speaking, you a thousand percent on that. Speaking mm-hmm. of people who have an old middle, I would probably also <laughs> go with Joe Biden. Uh, I don't think he's a strong candidate. I don't know that he would do well in a general election. Mm-hmm. But if one of these were to be president, I think the fact that people are familiar with him, they're like, oh, yeah, we remember him. Yeah. What, what do you remember about him? Oh, I don't know. But he's that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. Oh, I like that. I like that debate with Paul Ryan. I remember one thing. That right. was great. He made that face. Okay, great. And so, he knows he knows government better than anyone there out of that leap. Out of, the, out of that? Yeah, Senator absolutely. for 36 years, vice president for eight years. So if you're talking experience, however, I, I think that it's time for something useful personally, but I'm going to enjoy the shopping around, listening to the best ideas, watching the best ideas kind of float to the surface. And... Um, you know, I, I'm I'm very excited um, that it's already kind of starting in earnest. And I will also say, uh, Gillibrand just announced too. Earlier, oh, she did actually officially. I, I was wow, in, I was even in a lot of another, traffic, so I another that. another controversial person to some yes. degree, but also has the most anti-Trump record out of the majority of the people that are running that have a record of voting in the Senate. So, Well, if you um, want to go anti-Trump, why not vote for Marla Maples? Anyway, uh, that's all I've got. <laughs> uh, we are uh, out of time, but uh, thanks so much to everyone who joined us in the chat. If you would uh, like to follow me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at ChristianDMZ. And this Thursday night at 10 Pacific, we will return with the second season of Star Trek Discovery right here at After Buzz at 10 Pacific, as I said. And Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Glicksia. And Tamara. Just Google me. Ha, ha, ha.
And Scott, and you can find me uh, calling Mitch McConnell an old hypocritical turtle or using the emojis of for Trump orange clown uh, at SMAN80. That's SMAN80. All right. Thanks. Thanks to the panel. And thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.